wasn't easy, but we got it. Is it recording? Six, seven, eight. Okay, the parasha is Nosha. I'd like to talk a little bit about Birkat uh, Kohanim. Birkat Kohanim. Now, in, in Israel, we know a lot about Birkat Kohanim. You go to shul, there's always Birkat Kohanim. It's not like in Chutzlaretz, where it was a major event of Jewish history. Uh, everybody got excited. There was uh, Birkat Kohanim. We don't have that. We have Birkat Kohanim every day, every tefillah, at least in Yerushalayim. Not every place in Eretz Yisrael, but in many places. That's the way, that's the way we do it. And uh, Birkat Kohanim in Shemona Esrei is somehow a reflection of the mitzvah min ha-Torah of Birkat Kohanim. The mitzvah min ha-Torah Birkat Kohanim is stated clearly in our parasha. It's the first source on top of the page. By the Be'er Shem Moshe Le'imor. And then you have a pasuk which, in which the nisuach is a little strange. The Be'er Aharon Velbanav Le'imor. Right. Speak to Aharon and his sons. This is a mitzvah for them, for Aharon and his sons. Yisrael means this is how you should bless Israel. And then the words emolahem are perhaps unnecessary. But this is how you, and then the Torah could have continued with the brachot, but it adds the words emolahem. So Rashi says, and it says two things. First Rashi says, Now you know, Zachor are two words in the Torah, right? In the Aseret Debrot. Zachor and Shvot and Zachor and Shamor in, uh, in Dvarim. The Aseret Debrot come in the Torah twice. When Rashi says, when Rashi says, he means it's some kind of, um, like, uh, Rashi never gave it a name, but it means that it has a, like, permanent, ongoing, uh, uh, quality. So, Zachor is what you do every Shabbat, and Shamor is what you do every Shabbat, whatever that is, and Amor is what the Kohanim do all the time. They do this all the time. Now what do they, what do they, uh, I'm sorry, then the second thing that Rashi says, Amor lahem shukulam shom'im. Sheyukulam shom'im. That all the Kohanim, the Aaron Akoin and his sons should all be listening. Amor, third comment. Malay. Malay? What does Malay mean? With the vav, right? You know, the, the, it, it's always an exciting event when you know how to spell a word in Hebrew, because there are always two ways to do it: malay, chaser. Okay, so here Rashi says malay. Malay means it doesn't mean what you said. It means I would have expected it to be chaser, because if you look at a concordance, which I did not do, and you look up the word amor you'll see that it appears many times without a vav. But in this case, emolahem means, means, where is it? Oh, here it is. 
Malay. Malay? What does Malay indicate? Why did the Torah take the trouble to write the word Malay, which is statistically like a, 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 a noticeable thing? I mean, we don't know if it means anything, but it's those that you can write the word this way, you can write the word that way, but most of the time, you write it without a vav. So Rashi says, Lo tivarchem bechipazon ubehilut ela bekavana uvelev shalem. So now somebody would have to explain to me what the connection is between the Vav and the interpretation of the Vav. But apparently what Rashi says is, what Rashi is saying is something like this. The Vav says that the word is special. What's special about it? Oh, there you have to look into Chazal. Chazal will tell you what's special. And the way that Rashi operates, he never asked that question. He never asked the question about the Drashah. How do Chazal know that this feature yields this information? That was not Rashi's interest. Rashi's interest was in telling us the pshat. What does the word really mean? That was Rashi's interest. Okay? You have to, you have to understand. And Rashi also thought that Chazal knew the pshat. That's what Rashi thought. So when he's teaching us Chumash, when Rashi teaches Chumash, he has to tell us what's the Pshat and what the connection of the Pshat to the Pasuk is. So the Pshat is that there's a special demand on the Kohanim to say the Birkat Kohanim B'Kavana and not too quickly and not irrespectly. And where does the Torah emphasize this idea? Or where does it give us a hook on which to place this idea with the extra vav. But that doesn't mean that the extra vav has meaning. Right? It doesn't mean that. It just means, hey, there's something special in this word. This is what it is. It's not because there is some derivative that you can't squeeze the word amor and get that out of it. And you don't have to. Okay? Then the first bracha is everybody knows what's the obvious question doesn't imply the I mean what would be the good of God giving you stuff and then having somebody steal it right that would be so obviously a bracha would ordinarily include the ability to retain the bracha I mean isn't that the same we say God bracha so that means you want to be able to keep it for a day after you get it. You don't want to lose it. So the bracha, the nusach of the bracha, suggests a question. Yivarecha Hashem, v'yishmerecha. What do you need v'yishmerecha? What do you need v'yishmerecha? So Rashi says, Yivarecha sheyitvarchu misachecha. Like, you know, whatever you have should grow. The stock portfolio should grow. Yivarechecha, Hashem, sheit parchud esachecha, v'yishmerecha, shelo yevo alecha shodidim litol mamoncha. So I guess Rashi feels that the shodidim, they work independently of God. Because having the shodidim, so they have nothing to do, so they're not impressed by a divine gift. They think that whatever people have is for them to steal. So, Yivarecha Hashem, Yishmerecha. 
שהנותן מתנה לעבדו אינו יכול לשומרו מכל אדם. He actually understands that there's something cockeyed here. How could it be that God gives it to you and then some other nut that comes along takes it away? What does it mean? I mean, this is, a, this is the, uh, the truth. I mean, the truth. I'm not saying statistical truth. I'm, I'm nervous about using the word statistics at this time. But, uh, uh, you know, most tragedy or much tragedy comes as the result of bracha. Like, you know, if somebody dies, Rahman al-Itzlan, that somebody, the more there was a brocha, the more, uh, the greater is the tragedy. So Rashi, uh, perhaps, is tuned in to this fact. And he says that the Yavrecha Hashem is not enough to get a brocha, but you have to get a brocha against the tragedy as well. And that's what Rashi means when he says, שלא יבוא עליך שודדים ליטול במוחה, שהנותן מתנה לעבדו, somebody who gives a present to his servant, אינו יכול לשמרו מכל אדם. He can't protect the servant, wherever he goes, whatever he does. Right? So there's a certain kind of, you know, fault in the system. כיוון שבאים ליסטים עליו ונוטלים אותם ממנו, since the ro- if the robbers come to the slave and take away the gift that he received, what sort of pleasure does he have from this gift? It's only about a Kaddish Bochu that you could say, this demand, because a Kaddish Bochu is in charge of the world, not only in charge of the of the present. I mean, I don't know why Rashi said it. I don't even know if Rashi said that. But what it means is, what it means is that there's that Rashi is telling us what the pshat is, and we know that there are in the Medrash, this question is asked again and again in different ways. And, and I, I don't know who wrote those words. You know, and it could have been Rashi, it could have been a Talmud of Rashi, it could have been a friend of Rashi. There's no way to tell, right? There's no, there were no Kitve Yad. Amazingly, there are no Kitve Yad of Rashi. That Rashi wrote, I mean. I don't mean Kitve Yad that some other guy wrote. I mean Kitve Yad of, of Rashi. And, uh, generally the, the Rashi that's referred to, the Rashi referred to as, as being authentic or a good, the best Rashi is uh, a printed version of Rashi. In Kunabula, right, the 15th century, you know, there was a time when people started printing books and the first hundred years of printed books, those books are called in Kunabula. So there is a printed book called Rashi which contains only Rashi. There's no Chumash, there's no Psukim, just Rashi al HaTorah. And that's usually, that is considered the best version of Rashi. That's the, I think, uh, you know, if you, if you, uh, you know, Art Scroll, they put out a Chumash and Rashi once. It was very good, actually. You know, I'm sparse in my, in my compliments about the Art Scroll. But this one, this is very good. It's a Chumash and Rashi and a commentary. It's not the one volume 
that people use. I have a brown one. It's this big. Mine, but have it smaller. It's very good. It's excellent. If you want to learn Rashi and you have trouble getting through it, that's a good place to look. But not the other book. The other book, the one volume Chumash, which I have, is blue. Blue. So, what? I also can't see anything in it. It's very small. They have a bigger version also. I don't have the bigger version. Uh, but the Rashi, the Chumash and Rashi is really, is really excellent. But well, here, this, I think they used, so I thought they think they used this uh, uh, print, the first printed edition of Rashi as the basis of their, of their text. Second Pasuk, Ya'er Hashem Panav Elecha V'yichunecha, right? Do you understand that Ya'er Panim, we've, we've learned about this in the past. Ya'er, or Panim, the light of the face, is saying something both intimate and significant about the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and man. So he say, Ya'er Hashem Panav Elecha. I have no idea what that does. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Hasinah the second time, his whole face lit up, right? The Torah made his face light up. Ki be'or panecho nasata lonu, Torah's chai ravas chesed. You ever hear that before? All right. I'm so, I mean, maybe you should try shul or... Ki be'or panecho nasata lonu, what does it mean? I don't know. I mean, even though I understand the words, right? Sometimes, you know, that really gets you. You know what the words mean, but you don't know what, it, what it's saying. It was by the medium of Orpanim, the light of your face, that, that light is is a, a medium for giving. Right? Of course it has to come from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but that light being a, an element, a physical element of great significance, there's nothing else like light. <laughs> for those of you who are physicists, you know that there's nothing like light. Light is, you know, it fills up all the space, it can be contained in a, in a box, Right? It's it's not clear how it works, whether it's this kind of physical reality or that kind of physical reality. Light is a wondrous thing, and you know, it just goes on forever. And forever, like you shoot a ray of light, nothing will stop it. Unless it turns out, really, that the universe is curved, and then it kind of hits a dead end and goes zapping around that way. But who knows? We still don't know. I mean... It's like today people say that the universe is constantly expanding. That's except for the people who say that the universe is constantly contracting. So if, if, if we don't know exactly what's going to happen to the light, but it goes for, even if, if it's expanding or contracting, there's nothing to be nervous about. The world will not come to an end in the near future, right? This is all like speculation. The scientists also like to speculate. So that's what Ba'or Panecho, Rashi says, Yoashe Padome Lecho, Yoelecha Panim Socha Kot Panim Tsuhuvot. God will look upon you with uh, a happy face. A happy face. A yellow face. I guess that's kind of happy. Then, the last word in the second bracha is Vihuneka. Another word that we don't understand. 
the word chen chen remember noach motza chen noach was somehow looked upon with chen from heaven what it means it's hard to know rashi says vichuneka yitain lacha chen which doesn't help us and if you look at that passage that I mentioned with Noach Motzachain, at the end of Breshit, you'll see that Rashi does not comment. Of course, the Rashi comments on the fact that the Nun, Chain, the Nun Sofit, what we call a Nun Sofit, is backwards. And therefore, he says some Karashi says some kind of a drush. The only problem is that in our Chumashim and, and Sifrei Torah, it's not backwards. So what I mean to say is, chen is a tricky word. Very tricky. It appears many times in the Tanakh, but if you don't understand it once, you could also not understand it ten times, or twenty times. It's not such a big problem. So Rashi says, the last bracha is, Yisa Hashem panav elecha, v'yaseim lecha shalom. Again, panav, this time not or, but the face of God will be turned to you, and here again, Rashi explains, Yisa Hashem Panav Elecha Yichbosh Ka'aso. Yisa Panav Elecha. The word Yisa, to bear. To bear is often associated with bearing a sin. That's Yisa. That's what Rashi says. But he doesn't explain, he doesn't explain what Yisa Hashem Panav Elecha, Yaseb Lecha Shalom, why Yaseb Lecha Shalom. That Rashi doesn't explain. The last Pasuk in this, in this, uh, series of Pasukim, Visamu et Shmi Albanei Yisrael, Vani Avorachem. Visamu et Shmi, place my name on Bnei Yisrael, Rashi says. Yivarchum b'shem hamathorash. This is not the bracha, but in the Beit Hamikdash, when Aaron Ubanab would get up to bless the people, he would bless them b'shem hamathorash. But there are different names of God that are used in the Torah. The one that is not used is the shem hamathorash. And the Shema Mephorash is a, there's a special name of God that had 42 letters in it. This is the Gemara and Sukkah. And, uh, uh, also we know that wherever it says Yudke Vavke in the Torah, it's vocalized every place. And if you didn't know this, take a look. Yudke Vavke is always vocalized as though the word was Aleph Dalid Nun Yud. Which is the way we read it. We read it Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. Yes? So it means under the Yud is a Patach. And the Hay is followed by a Cholam. And then the last Vav, the, the vowel is a Komat. And that's called, that's called a Kri Tmidi. A creed to me, D. We always, when that word comes up, we read it as though another word was written in the Torah. So whenever we see Yud Kevavke, we read Aleph Dalit Nun Yud. 
and the vocalization in the printed Torah, in the printed Chumashim that we use, right, has the vocalization of of Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, under Yud, Kei, this was all true until the Korain Tanakh came along, and the Korain, the people in Korain, they decided, and it's a momentous decision, I don't know if it was good or bad, but it was momentous. They decided that they would print Yud, Kei, and not vocalize it at all. Leave it unvocalized, and then you look at it, you say, what's going on? And you look at the side, it says Aleph Dalet Nun Yud with the vocalization of Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. I hope that this was clear. It's perfectly clear to me. Right, so I hope I was able to clarify this. So Rashi says, Rashi says, oh, are you checking? Tzvi, is it true? Where, what book are you looking at? But which Chumash? A Chumash? Oh, I don't know. If it's not there, then give it back. <laughs> Get another one. All right. I, maybe they don't print it every time. Because there's a note someplace that says, every time you get the Yud Kei Vavke, you're supposed to read all of Dalet Nun Yud. This is not 100% true, as you know, right? If you have Yud Kei Vavke, Yud Kei Vavke, so you read one of them as Elohim. But one is out of Dalet Nun Yud, and one is Elohim. Sometimes there's a, a lack of collaboration between the different traditions about what you read when. Okay. So in the Beit HaMikdash, the Birkat Kohanim was said with the Shema Mithorash. They didn't say Bracha. Like today, when there's a Birkat Kohanim, there's a Bracha, right? But there was a time before these brachot, before these birkot ha-mitzvah were invented. And that was in the Beit HaMikdash, so they just said, Yivarechecha, v'ani avarchem v'yisrael v'askim ima kohanim. So here you have a theological statement, if there ever was one, or a statement about how the world works. Rashi says, v'ani avarchem, God says, and then I will bless them, Li Israel, I will bless Israel, Vaskim im hakohanim. So that the Torah says, you want to get a brocha? Get the kohanim to do this. And then the brocha will come from heaven, so to speak, in agreement with the, in agreement with the kohanim. That's remarkable. What, is, what does God need the kohanim for? What, are you, what does God have to agree with the Kohanim? So, of course, this is something that the Kabbalah, Kabbalah will deal with rather extensively. But right now, we're learning Rashi. We don't understand why it should be this way. So, Rashi says, So, I can relax. Whenever Rashi says, I can relax because uh, I think that, you know, at least according to the way we learned in school, it's because Rashi is not so happy with what he said before. That's the way they taught me when I was a kid. I, I can't imagine that that's right today. I mean, Rashi really knew what he was talking about. You know, like something I've decided after many years. I don't think that Rashi would have put in the first comment because he didn't like it. And then say, that seems to be absolutely the most ridiculous thing imaginable. But that's the way I learned. I remember that's, that was considered to be very modern. 
I guess. So you have to watch out with modernity also, because it passes. Oh, that's a totally different uh, ball of wax. It's like saying, in order for B'day Yisrael to get a bracha, so then they have to be good. But in order for the Kohanim to get a bracha, they have to give a bracha. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Okay. Let's look at the Ramban. So that's Rashi. We learned Rashi. Now we'll look at the Ramban quickly. He quotes what he said in the parish of Shmini. You know, remember the parish of Shmini? That was the parish where the Mishkan was put up. Remember that uh, seven days, Moshe took apart the Mishkan and he made Miluim and then Aaron on the eighth day when the Mishkan was finally set up blessed B'nai Yisrael but the blessing is missing from the Torah. We don't know what blessing he gave, Rashi says. Rashi says, this bracha, this is what he said, Rashi in Shmini. So the Ramban says, in other words, there the bracha was, and except there the, the tzivui to Aaron Akon was exceptional. It's like Hashem said to Aaron Akon, this day is special, on this special day, give them a bracha. Right? It just happens that the bracha that Aaron gave was the same as the bracha that he is being commanded to give here by Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what the Ramban says. And here, Hashem uh, uh, actually stated the bracha, say this, even though Aaron Akolin already said it. He said it, but he said it only once for the people. But now, when Hashem is talking to Aaron Ubanav, his children, he tells them the words, Kishan Siva Hashem et Abracha, Chayim Ad HaOlam, Ukemosha Amru Avoteinu, B'mikdash B'Shem Mephorash B'Dina Bechinu Yav. So that's the Gemara. The Gemara Soto says that only in, in, in the Beit HaMikdash did they say the same Hamephorash, the Kohanim. But outside of the Beit HaMikdash, Medina, Uva Medina, Medina means either city or country. Like whichever, whichever fits in for you. But even if it's in the city of Yerushalayim, they didn't say the Birkat Kohanim with the Shem Ham Farash outside of the Beit HaMikdash. Be Mikdash Bracha Achat, Shalosh Brachot. In the Beit HaMikdash, they, they said one Bracha, meaning, Amen. That's what one Bracha means. One Bracha, one Amen. Outside of the Beit HaMikdash, we, they do it the way we do it. Yivarecha Hashem Yishvarecha, Amen. Three brachot, three amen. So in the Beit HaMikdash it was one bracha, and it was the Shem HaMforash, right, the special name of God. And that's how, and outside of the Beit HaMikdash it was a kinui, another name for God, and, and uh, one bracha. Ma? Outside of the Beit HaMikdash three, I'm sorry. If I, outside of the Beit HaMikdash there was three, that means you said amen three times. But in the Beit HaMikdash, it was said as one statement, there was no, no preceding bracha, and after that one statement, everybody said, 
Everybody said, Amen. Ki abracha b'amikdash b'yuchedet b'shem ha-miyuchad. So you know that that uh, there are certain things that prevent you from b- being mafsik. You don't want to stop in the middle. And one of them, one of them say Shem Hamforash, according to the Ramban. If you say God's name, then you want to get to the end of that section. It's outside of, of the Beit HaMikdash. They could take note of the fact that in the Torah, it's written in three psukim. But in the Beit HaMikdash, they always treated it as one pasuk because they said the Shem HaMthorash. That's what, that's what the Ramban says. Now, the Ramban goes on, he says, Remember, the first bracha, Yivarechecha, V'yishmerecha. So I asked, if Yivarechecha, why do you need Yishmerecha? Is it included? And Rashi said, no, it's not included. Because God is not simultaneously in charge. I mean, there's this idea of free will you may have heard. So if a guy really wants to be a bad guy, or a woman wants to be a bad woman, so it's going to happen. It's not something that God will prevent, but it's going to happen. So Rashi, so the Ramban says, Kabbalistically speaking, al derecha emet. I mean, he's not going to get too involved in Kabbalah, but you have to understand, ki abracha milamala vashmirash etishmor ota is milamata. There's a word missing. And somehow, somehow you have to understand that, that there's a lamala to the brocha and there's a lamata to the brocha. That what is lamala? The brocha itself. And what is lamata? Lamata is the Shmira on the Bracha, just like on Shabbat. Just like on Shabbat. Shabbat, Zachor, like you start with the Zachor, and then you have to do the Shamor, right? Zachor is like positive, positive Shabbat. The main thing in positive Shabbat is that you say Kiddush. Kiddush means that you announce, you are aware, you take part, you, you, you are involved in the Shabbat. And Shamor means you don't want to lose it. So you're not going to cook, you're not going to go, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. That's because you don't want to lose the the zachor, which you somehow have. Kitam, zachor, v'shamor, that's what, Rashi says the same thing, but in a different, about a different matter. Rashi says it's like zachor, v'shamor, in terms of the use of the verb. Whereas the Ramban says, just like Shabbos means from above and from below, so too the bracha Needs the above and the and the below. Right, that's what we're talking about. God will light up his face, so to speak, that are looking upon you. This is the light. Of God. Okay, I admit that I don't quite understand what that says, but that's what it says in the Pasuk, and that's what the Ramban says. That's what the Ramban says. Ya'er Hashem Ponavilecha Vichuneko. What is Vichuneko? Shentisa Chain Ve'enav. That you should be filled, that God should look upon you with Chain. Shentisa Chain Ve'enav. Kenyan She'amru, Olami, Olami. God wishes that the world 
will always be satisfying to him with a big H. God wants to be happy with the world that he has created. So he's a little bit happy because there are Jews who keep the Torah and do the mitzvot, but it's not good enough. More. Vaod Yisa Hashem Panav, right? The last bracha. El HaShamayim. Mimaal V'yasem Lecha Shalom. Hakol Bevetcha. That you'll have peace in your house. V'kacham Rubi Sifri Rav Nothan Omer Zeh Shalom. Malchut Beit David. Finally, v'samuet shemia gadol al b'nei Yisrael v'ani evarchem ki ani ha-medaber hineni v'shalom. Okay, so the Ramban sort of rewrites the bracha a little bit, but the addition that he makes, the addition that he makes is that yivarechecha Hashem v'yishmarecha can only be understood kabbalistically. If you understand how the world works, and that there is not just, it's not just that we do the mitzvot and we get graded in heaven for a seat in Olam Haba, but that we do what we do and that has an effect on the world that God created and in turn that will have an effect further on the world that God created. That's the Kabbalistic notion so that mitzvot are not just something that you do because you are looking for the reward, but mitzvot is something that you do because you feel a partnership with God in keeping the world that God has created, keeping that world, keeping that world going. Okay, I don't know if we'll have time for the. I would like to look at the Balaturim, but let's look first at the Hamek Davar. See the second page, the second source. Uh, you see how, how the, 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 this is the Nitziv, how the Nitziv starts. The Fiapshat, Brachot There were two kinds of Birkat Kaonim in the Beit HaMikdash. Chada, Berisiyat Kapayim, Kemo, Melech Abeiro. Vechada, Betfila, Kideitam, Asachat Tamid, Vula Bebrachot, Amar Lahem Amen Muneh, Berchu Bracha Achat. Right? So listen to what he says. He says that there were two different kinds of Birkat Kohanim even at the time of the Beit HaMikdash. This is something that Rashi did not tell us. Chada benisiyat kapayim. Like you, you pick up your hands. Nisiyat kapayim. He says, like you say, like you give a, you, you talk to your friend, right? You know Jews, that's how they talk. They, they wave their hands while they talk. And, um, the other way, the other way is as part of tefillah. And that's stated in the Gemara and in the Mishnah and Tamid. You see the second line? The Yesho Mirim Molahem Hamemuneh. In the Beit HaMikdash there was someone in charge, Hamemuneh. That you should bless the people, right? Not, not with the kapayim, with the siat kapayim, which is like one on one, but the whole, the whole, uh, um, nation. Mishumachi, Kan, 
תנוסחות שתי הברכות שווים. היינו כל תברכו בשעת תפילה שלא כאמור להם. So there's a ברכת כהנים בשעת תפילה, that's what we're talking about in the, in the parasha of Nassau. And there's another ברכת כהנים that the Kohen, that Aaron could bless the people like they're his, his friends. Like you talk to your friends and you give them a bracha. And then he goes on, the Ramban, I mean, Hamek Davar, he says, Yivarecha Hashem, Nechlal Bazel, Lekol Adam Nafiyah Ra'ui Lolit Barech, Yivarecha Hashem, it's general, God should bless you with whatever you need. Kibol Shukadim, Seven Dvarim, Ala Pasuk, Velo Yoyet Panayekam, Vivekat Hashem, Loka Hashem, Dan Lach, Vabrachat, Hey, Lefiya Brachashinit Barechat Ko. Now, you're going to get what you deserve, Lo Seik Patarab Limudo, Lo Seik Be, במסחור בסחורתו. In other words, the Nitziv, who was a great uh, uh, fan of Talmud Torah. And in his commentary on the Torah, he talks about Talmud Torah all the time. And talks about the Torah all the time. But here he says that Yivarecha Hashem, Yishmerecha means you get what you need. So if you're a Torah scholar, then you're going to get time and, and a way to learn Torah. But if you do business, so you'll get a bracha in the in the business. Kach nechlal b'zor bracha klalit yivarecha Hashem to sefid lekol adam emashiyesh. So you get it. Yivarecha Hashem is like a general statement. God should bless you. It doesn't say with what, but the implication according to Nitzvah is God should bless you with whatever you need. That's what you. That's the blessing. Vishmarecha. You have to watch over the brachas. You have chuler or eitz chas It should not become a, 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 a stumbling block for you. Baal Torah by shmira. Min hagava. Right? You see, there's uh, people who have Torah. Uh, they have to be protected against uh, hubris. Lack of humility. That's what that's what the Ramban says. You imagine that? I mean, the the Nitzv says. I mean, I find it hard to believe actually, but that's what he says. Yes. In other words, you know why? If you go to Yeshiva, the Rashi Yeshiva always talk against Gava. So everybody always talks about the ill that they know very well. So this is what he says. Balei Torah have this problem of thinking highly of themselves compared to people who don't have Torah. And this might not be such a wondrous quality, he says. Uh, he says, people have a lot of money, well, they have to make sure that the money is not going to do them in, because they have a lot of money. So he says, he says, look, Shmira uh, is, is another bracha. Another bracha. It's more or less the same as what Rashi said. The Ramban didn't talk about this, but let's see the last, the last part here. Everybody will see, you get rich, you have a lot of Torah. Everybody can see that God is shining from your face. That, that the shining will come from you. People will say, oh, this guy is not just rich. He's not just wise. He's also with God. 
That's uh, that's what you say. Sometimes people are watched over by God, but you can't see it. You don't see it in them. They look regular. They look like everybody else. It's not light. It's not the light. Everybody realizes that this guy or this woman is getting whatever they get because the light of God is upon them so that everybody will take notice. The chief says, Kabbalata Tfilah Bakashat Mikre Chain Vachesed that's what the Pesach says. Shmot. so he explains what Chain is. Chain, a person who has Chain, is the person that Hashem cannot turn down. So that the bracha, that the bracha complete, the end of the bracha, Yisa Hashem Panav Eilecha V'yaseim Lecha Shalom, is now that you are that kind of person, you can be appointed or, 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 or uh, to pray for the others. Because when they see that you are walking with God, they're going to come to ask you to pray for them. And the chain that you have, the special notice that you have, that Kodesh says, I'm looking at you, that is what's going to enable, that's what's going to enable uh, you to be a successful, a, to daven successfully for others. So that the, the Nitziv helped us about a few, thi- uh, a few things. Uh, he said, but he said that this, this business of uh, like two kinds of birkat kohanim, one with the kapayim and one without the kapayim. We don't know exactly what he's talking about. <coughs> Let's look at the Kedushat Levi. Kedushat Levi. See at the top of the page. Top of uh, the, that's the Badichava. Akralukach. Second line. He says, I'll tell you something that the Baal Shem Tov used to say all the time. The Pasuk says, 
Pasuk says, Hashem Tzilcha. Hashem Tzilcha. You remember? God is your shadow. Hashem Tzilcha. What does it mean according to the Baal Shem Tov? The Hainu. Kemosha Tzel Oseh Masha Adam Oseh. Kacha Borei Baruchu Kibiachol Oseh Masha Adam Oseh. How does that sound? Just like the Tzel. Right, the tail follows you around, you pick up your hand, the tail picks up its hand. Or you pick up your foot, the tail picks up its foot. Hashem Tzilcha. HaKadosh Bochu is like the tail. You do something, God does something. Now this is a remarkable thing to say, in spite of the Pesach, because one would have thought that God initiates whatever God wants to do. But here, the Baal Shem Tov said about Hashem Tzilcha, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu follows your lead. Lakach tzarich adam lasot mitzvot, v'litein tztaka, ularachem al ha'aniyim. That's why we are enjoined, directed, to, to give charity, to have mercy. On the on the poor, kadeshi asav borei baruchu gamkein imotovot. In other words, it's not so much that giving charity or having concern for the underprivileged is going to solve the problem. The problem will be solved by a kadosh but in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to solve the problem, we have to express a willingness to do what we can. To do what we can, even though in the big picture, our willingness may not be that significant. It doesn't necessarily produce a special kind of result. V'inei Amida hazot nishra ko. Ko, remember Ko? You see the Pasuk? See the first Pasuk? Ko tibarchu et b'nei Yisrael. That's what the Pasuk says, the second Pasuk. Ko v'gimel. Ko tibarchu et b'nei Yisrael. So you know that there's always a problem when you have little words of pointing that don't seem to be necessary. Ko, this is the way. This is the way, it's a kind of a, an interjection, or a dectic interjection, it says, this, like, this is the way, and then what does the Torah say? And the Torah didn't say ko, it'd be the same. We would also know, because the Torah tells us what you're supposed to say. So here, along comes the Kedusha's lady, the Kedusha's lady says, this imitative, you know, they, 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 everybody says in Latin, imitatio dei. But when you say two words in a sentence, you don't know who's imitating whom. Are we imitating God? Or as the Kedushas Levi says, maybe God is imitating us. The imitation of God. <coughs> this is what the word means. Perush kemo shehu oseh. Kemo shehu oseh. Gam kein haborei. 
Baruch Hu Oseh. That whenever you say Kol, you want to emphasize the fact that God will also do that. Kol Tivaruch Hu Ad B'day Yisrael. You come and you say Yivarech HaShem Yisrael and God will also say Yivarech HaShem Yisrael. It's a Yadua. Shabore Baruch Hu Rotzeh Leitiv Lamo Yisrael. Ki Yoter Mimash HaEgel Rotzeh Linok Right, more than the, the calf wants to suckle. The cow wants to give the milk, right? What's said, the, the cow wants the calf to suckle. This is all that tefillah is. I want to, I want, I'm davening. This Kedusha's lady said, I'm davening because I want God to find pleasure in the created world. And so I am davening. What does the Mishnah mean in Pirkei Avot? That God should find pleasure in me. That's why I daven. I don't daven to tell God what to do. I don't daven, you know, somebody is sick, so I don't daven to say, look, this person is sick, I think you should get well, so could you please do what I say? It's not like that. It's that the sick person, the sick person reminds me of the fragility of my existence. And within the context of that fragility, I become a davener. I realize that I can't solve the problem. Does this change because I happen to know somebody who's sick? No. But, But there's sometimes things that happen in the world that make it possible for you to do something that otherwise you would be unable to do. So you say that, that could you daven? I can't daven. I mean, I can't daven. I don't feel like davening. It doesn't, it doesn't grab me right now. I can't daven. Along comes a situation, you know, some terrible tragedy, uh, uh, some tsunami, of one kind or then all of a sudden I recognize the fact that I really can daven. And that davening is sort of the only thing I can do. So the whole thing is to give God pleasure that man slash woman has discovered this capacity in themselves. And it's not that a Kodesh is going to add up how many people said it me Shabbat for somebody or other. That, that's, that's kind of irrelevant. When you want to get something, you go like this. Don't go like this. Give me. You know, like, that's what... Remember the Nitziv? No. You don't remember? The Nitziv? There are two kinds of Birkat Kohanim. 
in the Beit HaMikdash, listen to Gudajat Levi. He says, Ochez agav yad la'aretz, he said, I'm oh, sorry, Vizeyaduk, Shadam it palel bishvilo himself, Azai nikra mikabel, Ukshadam otselekabel davar, Ochez agav yad la'aretz, right like this, Vatoch yad le'mala, I mean, just imagine, you know, people who are like begging on the streets. Isn't that what they do? That's how you do it. says, but if I'm davening, because I want God to have pleasure in the creatures that he has created. He's giving out. Like this. In other words, when you want to take, you hold your hand this way. But you want to give, you hold your hand that way. This is why the Pesach says, Kol Tevarchuet B'nei Yisrael. Chaydu Sheivarchuet Yisrael Kedei. Sheyela borei baruchu tanug mizevet you atem mashpiim keviachol ba borei baruchu vachakach borei baruchu yashpiyalachem tovot ubrachot al Yisrael k'moshe amanu shezeh amida nikra kol k'moshe Yisrael osim keviachol borei baruchu gamkein ose umashpiya. Let's look again at the hamek davar lefi hapshat. Shnei ofanei berkot kohanei bayu beit hamikdash chada beresiat kapayim kemo haomel lechaverov vechada betfilo kedeisu basayas tomid etc. So according to the according to Hamagdavar, he quotes the Gemara that says that they did it they did it twice in two different ways. According to the Kedushat Levi, you have to understand how did the Kohanim do it? They do it like this, right? So they, they hold their hands like this? You're not supposed to look, but this is like just a workshop. We have like a priestly workshop. You hold your hands like this. Okay, they also dray around with their fingers a little bit, but I mean basically they hold their hands like this. Why do they hold their hands like that according to the, according to the, uh, uh, Levi? Because you hold your hands like this, it's a sign that you're giving a bracha. That you're asking for the bracha to be given. When you hold your hands like this, it means you want to get something. If you turn to God and you hold your hands like this, you ever see people daven like that? So that means they want something. But the Kohanim, their job is not to want something. It's to bring down the bracha on everybody in the world. So that's kotivarchu et b'nei Yisrael. When you bless b'nei Yisrael, it's got to be giving. It's an act of giving. You're a mashpia. You're giving what it is that you got. So if the question that we didn't ask was, what do I need the Kohanim for? Why can't everybody daven for themselves? Well, that's the reason. Because everybody davens for himself. But the Kohanim are taught to daven for Cloud Yisrael. And that's why we need, that's why we need the Kohanim. Have a good Shabbos. Marif, Marif.
Who's the Gabbai? Every shul needs a Gabbai. Oh, thank you. You had a close. You know how to close this? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I don't like doing it. Yeah, yeah. And all that. Oh, I know what to do. Just close it on top. No, you have to keep it down like that. I guess I was wrong. Yes, yes. 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 Yes.